Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. And yeah, I'm here at the Novacare Complex, and it's so quiet. The players are gone. The coaches are gone. The football operations staff, for the most part, is gone. Now, there are some players who come in and get a workout in or get treatment. But the focus really is on R&R. That's rest and relaxation. As we turn our attention to the end of July, when training camp starts right here in South Philadelphia, and we can't wait for it to get here. In the meantime, I'm going to keep you tuned in to what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles entertained and just primed because we know it's going to be a fun season ahead for your favorite football team. In this podcast, uh, got a couple things for you. A really, really great note in our extra point about an Eagles wide receiver who, well, we don't really know about him on the field yet. He's just getting back into the game after a long absence. But we know this, Devin Allen can run. And I'll tell you in just a bit why he's one of the very fastest men in the entire world. How that translates to the football field, well, we'll find out when training camp begins. We begin our Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group with a really interesting interview. TJ Edwards came to Philadelphia after a great career at the University of Wisconsin. He wasn't drafted in 2019. And he's made his way just step by step by step to the point now where he's a starter and he's really good. And he's going into the season with the belief that he's among the best in the league. How's this happened? Well, we're going to start the interview with a little scouting report. Uh, and uh, back from when he was drafted, a pre-draft. You, you always wonder, do players read what is being written about them? So we'll find out right now. TJ Edwards exclusively one-on-one right here on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Hi, TJ. How you doing? I'm good. You know, it's interesting. I don't even know what TJ stands for. And we can't even find it anywhere. <laughs> really? What, so, um, Thomas James. No, but I kind of like keep If you can't find it, I kind of... I mean, seriously. No, like, it's, uh, it's Terrence Joseph. Terrence Joseph. Yep. When did you become TJ? Uh, it's kind of been like that since I was young. Um, it's really been... It's only been Terrence when, uh, you know, mom's a little upset with me or something like that. <laughs> but. Uh, let's have... If you can handle this fun. So, I looked at... Uh, I found this pro football focus... Um, scouting report on you when you got drafted. Did you ever pay attention to that stuff when you no. were, during the draft? No. You never paid attention to that stuff? No. So if I read it now, you're not going to get mad, right? No, not okay, at so all. So let's have fun. I've heard it all. Okay, okay. Um, among off-ball linebackers in the 2019 class with 400-plus defensive snaps, Edwards ranked 5th in overall grade and 12th in coverage grade out of college. The flaws in his game stem, don't get mad, stem from his <laughs> <laughs> stem from his burst to the ball and lackluster play recognition. Yeah. Did you hear that when you are coming into no, the... No, no. Okay. That, that's yeah, hilarious. Is that, okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good okay. stuff. Yeah. Okay. His teammate Ryan Connolly, who went to the Giants in the fifth round of this year's draft, blew Edwards out of the water in terms of <laughs> instincts and play recognition. That likely steered many teams away. Thoughts on that? <laughs> um, I'll never say something, anything bad about my, uh, my guy Ryan Connolly, but... Um, you know, I, I always thought that was my strong suit, so that's actually, uh, it's funny to hear, but, you okay. know. no problem. Um, he'll need to improve mentally to make up for average change of direction and burst. Yeah, again, average is, you know, what they think I am, and, um, you know, I, I love hearing it, but it is it is funny to hear, you know, all these little, the little things come then. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they, they, they finish with saying, but his size and experience should put him in position to compete for a backup spot early. 
which is true. Yeah. But then you turned it into a starting job and a damn good linebacker in the NFL. What is Ryan Connolly doing? Is he still with the Giants? He is uh, in Minnesota now. Yep. Okay. Yep. So um, wh- why are you so good right now, TJ? Wh- why do you think you've gone from undrafted to one of the most now, now pro football focused? That was a pro football focused yeah. ranking. Now you're one of the most underrated players in the league. You're a starter here, second on the team in tackles last year. Uh, this the star is rising. Why? Why is that? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think it's you know one of those things to where I don't really um, pay attention to anything that you know people are, are saying what I am and what I'm not. I, I really just try to focus on what I can get better at every single day. And as as cliche as it sounds, and as um, as simple as it sounds, it's, it's something that I, I work hard at. You know, I go back. Um, every off season, there's something new I want to get better at or, or learn, and um, you know I think it's just making the most of those opportunities when they come because you know as as you know like in the league they don't they don't come very often so when you get an opportunity to play you got to play well. We had a moment last week. You and I we were in front with a group of veterans uh, in front of the rookies, yeah. and it struck me how you're the you're the longest tenured yeah. linebacker. Yeah. Crazy feeling? It is pretty crazy. Uh, just thinking about you know when I came in and, and where the room's at now and things like that. It's it's, it's cool. It's really cool. It almost feels like kind of deja vuish to, to college a little bit, where you know you, those older guys start to leave. And uh, but it's really exciting, man. We got a great room and um, everyone's getting along. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Do you feel a natural sense of showing the way leadership? thing yeah. in that room? Yeah, I've always, you know, I think I've always been a guy who, you know, I always want to make sure I'm doing the right thing or I'm always trying to um, lead by example. You know, I think everyone can use their voice to lead and things like that. And uh, my style is more just, you know, I want to show the right things to do, having a good routine, having, you know, just really doing what the guys in, you know that were here before me did. And um, I think that goes a long way. Who were your mentors when you got here? Yeah, uh, you know, White Snake, Nate mm-hmm. Gary, uh, Kamu, Nigel. Um, LJ Fort for a little bit when he was here, Paul Warlow. I mean, just like, you know, guys who've seen a lot of football and um, even, you know, Kamu and them, they were, you know, still young at the time, but they've seen a lot and they've been, they were in the building for a couple of years. So just kind of trying to take things from their routine and also just looking at guys like Rodney, you know, undrafted and, and all that. So we've, we've had a lot of examples here and I've been fortunate enough to be a part of it. I remember like a year ago, you know, look, new coaching staff came in, Nick Rallis, your age, basically. Yeah. Uh, and there were questions. How would he relate to his group of linebackers? Yeah. So a year later, how has he related to you, and, and what's the relationship been like, and how instrumental has he been in your progress? Yeah, I think the biggest thing with with Nick that's been nice is just his transparency. I think um, it's always tough when you're in the NFL. You know, you you want to to play. You're wondering why you're not playing, and um, or you you wonder, you know, what's kind of what they're thinking, and they'll tell you, which I think is respectable because a lot of times, you know, there's people that dance around that. But um, here we have complete transparency, and what we do, even in individual drills and when we're game planning and things like that, he wants to know what we see and how we see things fit because you know the coaches aren't out there; it's us, and I think that's big time with with us and our room really respects that a lot. Is it delivered in a uh, constructively critical way? Is it delivered with good bedside manner, if you will? Um, I think it's, I think he, he picks his times, you know, when it needs to be constructive, when we need to start playing better, it's, you know, he'll, he'll let you know. And I think, you know, as a player, you want to know what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. Exactly. At least for me, I want to know if I'm on the right, at the right spot. I don't want to know if I'm kind of doing it right, if I'm kind of not. And he's cutting clear, which I, I really think is, is big time for me just to kind of help my development and knowing exactly what to do. Really. Have you ever had a coach who didn't give it to you straight? 
Um, you know, I think it's it just kind of comes along with it. You yeah, know, it has to, right? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, and some guys have certain styles of, of doing those things. But uh, I know right now, you know, you can really see that um, we we know what to expect. Do you like hard coaching? Like in college, did you get hard? Oh yeah, coaching. Oh yeah, yeah. We we were we were good hard coaching in uh, in college. It was um, you know, but it also helped us get better. You know, I really. Um, I've kind of, you know, had it all with, with coaching styles that I've had, you know, really quiet and I've had, you know, really loud that'll get in your face and, and things like that. So, um, I think by, you know, just going through that, I've been able to, um, just adapt well. Let's tell a little story about how TJ Edwards became a linebacker. Because <laughs> yeah. it's something that has just come to light here in the off season. Um, and I know it had been told at, at Wisconsin and the broadcasters there had talked about you were a former quarterback yep. running the pistol. Yeah. Um, and you were pretty good. Like, how, give me yeah. okay. Give me your scouting report on TJ Edwards as a quarterback. Yeah, we were be uh, critical. We were like a we were a vertical team in um, in college. We were spread. We were in uh, high school. We were spread. Uh, we had a really good running back, and um, I was. Th- I think people think you know when I played quarterback, I was just handing the ball off, but we threw the ball a lot. And twenty five hundred yards. Yeah, I mean it was um, it was fun, and I, I I truly thought I might play quarterback at the next level. Um, just uh, you know, it didn't work out. Why not? Um, I don't know. I think kind of just when I was getting recruited, the, the coaches didn't really see me as a, as a quarterback and they wanted me to come to the camp as like a, as a quarterback and, you know, work on my mechanics and things like that. And at that point I was just like, I'll just, I'd rather just be an athlete at that point. And, um, all my recruiting was, you know, I had some at like slot receiver. I had some, um, like outside linebacker. So it was kind of all over. All um, big time schools recruiting you no, at those positions? No, I had, uh, I, my first, um, my first offer was Toledo, Toledo, Ohio. And I was, uh, recruited there as a slot receiver. Uh, wow. Yeah. Big ass slot receiver. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah. <laughs> then I committed to Western Michigan, um, as a linebacker, and then Wisconsin came in a little later, and um, you know, the rest is history. They they say that you're uh, in the bio here that John Ganot has done such a great job researching that the reason you were recruited as a linebacker because you would block, um, <laughs> you would you would look you were a physical yeah. guy, yeah, right. Like so, you're handing the ball off, and then what happened? Yeah, you're so just looking I, for somebody to block. Our running back in high school was, I mean, ridiculous. He was like two thirty, and took like eight people to to take him down, and he'd always cut back across the field. Um, so as soon as I saw him cut back, I would go lead block for him up the sideline, and uh, that's really where most of my highlights came from. Where did he end up? He was uh, he's committed to Purdue, um, then he went to uh, Winona State in Minnesota. And yeah. career kind of, there? Kind of fizzled out a little bit, um, but he was you know a great high school and college player. I, really I, I was. think running backs get abused. Yeah. When kids, they're yeah. abused. They, they get the ball all the time. But I'm glad there's NIL. I'm glad it's there's true. players it's get taken care of. They get worn out. No, it's true. Football, they get worn out. It's true. I mean, he was getting the ball, you know, 30 times a game. And, um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of how it goes in running back. Um, so let's – so so when the, do you remember the day that somebody told you that you were going to be a linebacker? Like, did it crush your young TJ Edwards dreams of being the next, I don't know, Michael yeah. Vick or whomever? Um, I like when I was growing up, I wanted like I I really wanted to be like Cam Newton. You know, I had that tall Under Armour cleats. I wore the sleeve, um, <laughs> all that stuff. And How about the post game outfits? Anything? Yeah, nothing crazy there. <laughs> nothing that was a he little definitely different. Definitely style. Yeah, he's got some <laughs> swag to him. But no, I mean it was at the end of the day, I was just happy that I was you know in that position to play at the next level and play you know big time D one football. And after my first visit at Wisconsin, they told me that they would recruit me as a linebacker. 
Um, and at the time, it was like Chris Borland was there, and um, just knowing the history of you know who has all came through there, it was uh, exciting to know and be a part of it. And that physical part of it, TJ, was not something that you had to kind of like no. psych yourself into. That you were just a physical kid. Yeah, I mean, like pee wee football. Like growing up, I played uh, fullback and middle linebacker for like I was like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Um, so I've always kind of had that, and I had some like tough nose coaches growing up, like fifth graders. We were. We were like really, really good, so we were taught to be physical very young, and it's never—it's been a favorite part of the game for me, honestly. All right, so now you're a veteran in this defense. There's a lot yeah. of new faces here. Um, you know, we're we're getting close to that time where training camp is starting. Yeah. Uh, what was it like in the spring? How do you feel like the defense is come along? And what are you looking forward to seeing? Yeah. When it all starts late in late in July. I mean, it's just been nothing but excitement. I think, you know, we come in there, even when we're just lifting together as a defense, you can just feel that energy. You can feel that, um, you know, I think, you know, we feel that we can be something special and just coming in here working on the little things every day. You know, obviously it's never perfect, and um, going against our offense every day really helps us too because, you know, that's a, that's a really talented group as well. So um, we really get to see where we're at. So we're really excited about the future. It's interesting, right? You know, I mean, literally like a year ago, we nobody kind of in this building, we nobody knew what this team was going to be, right? Yep. Now all of a sudden there's just so much momentum yeah do you credit that to nick the coaching staff everybody kind of buying into what he's been yeah. putting out there yeah i mean i think so i think you know one just him coming back and, and being the same guy in uh, year two is something that i think a lot of guys gravitate to you know nothing's really changed in terms of his mindset we have the same um core rules core principles and um guys are buying into the system even the guys that just get here you know they're getting quizzed the next day on you know what our um five principles are and things like that so i think it's, it's a fun group to be around and uh, we always find a way to make sure that you know we we know what we're doing but we also you know want to have fun playing this game that we love what's next for you in your in, in terms of individual you got the second con contract yep looking for a third contract obviously great success what what i know you want to do the little things and get better every day yeah. but do you, do you set goals do you say hey i'm going to write down these goals yeah no definitely uh, i think i'm a top linebacker in this league and i want to i want to show that i want to um solidify myself as a consistent um true you know three down linebacker who can play every single down and um that a defense that can rely on and I, i'm really excited about that but again you know just like you said i mean it just takes you know taking it one day at a time and um being the same guy every day so i'm think, excited think about that statement though i want to, i think i'm one of the best linebackers in the league from a guy who wasn't drafted who according to pro football focus <laughs> yeah. Yeah. best backup linebacker this is a, this yeah. is a great you must be loving this this I, whole thing i love it man it's you know i've been playing this game for a long time and uh just blessed to to be able to do something i love for for a living and um, you know I want to keep doing it and so I'm excited about that what do you do in the offseason uh, to get ready for training camp what yeah. is the is there a trip in mind is there a, a specific workout trainers anything you have yeah. going on yeah uh, I go back to uh, Milwaukee with my fiance and my puppy and we just you know we're there and we have a really good really good gym there and a really good trainer and Brad Arnett uh, I'm working out with the Watts and them, so I really, it's a again, I'm going in there and competing every single day, so it doesn't change up really much from here to there, and um, I really, I think that's where I really get my good work in, that, that six weeks coming up uh, is a really good time for me, and I'm excited, again, to take a little mental breather too, but um, realize what's what's ahead. The Watt family, one of the first families of the NFL, like, why are they, <laughs> why are they just yeah. all freaks? Like, what, what, yeah. Why are they all so good? They are, I would say they are wired differently in general. In what way um, are they? I mean, there's just there's not a time where um, you know we're not 
competing in the weight room or on the field when we go back and work out or, you know, when we're golfing after workouts, we're still competing. And um, you really see their their motivational drive that they that really people talk about. And some people see it as, you know, whatever, but that they're they're true to what they do. You know, they work hard and they want it. They want you to know that they work harder than you. And, and they I, make they make it, they make you better. Yeah. And that's that's the goal. So it's, it's a really good group. And I'm excited to get back there. When are you getting married? Uh, next uh, March. Yes, we'll be getting Date married. Date set? Cabo. It's getting close. Yeah. Okay. Oh, a little destination wedding. Yeah, Cabo. Good, man. We'll Cabo, enjoy. Man. Hey, Appreciate TJ, you. enjoy the rest of your offseason. Um, one thing, this is airing right around Father's Day. What's a good TJ Ooh. Edwards shout-out to yeah. your pops? What do you, what do you want to, yeah. to say to your pops right now? No, I, I mean, uh, my dad, uh, Vince Edwards, he's, you know, been, been my guy since day one, you know, pushing me, coached me when I was really young and, and just about everything. Um, a guy that I still lean on today to – you know, before games, we'll still talk about, you know, what he sees, which is always funny and, and kind of interesting to hear what he thinks about the game coming up. But, um, you know, we talk every week about the game plan and um, how I see things and stuff like that. So he's he's been my backbone, him and my mom, and, um, you know, it'll it'll stay the same for a long time. So. Awesome. TJ Edwards, thanks so much, man. Thanks, Dave. Good Appreciate fist bump. You. Take care. <laughs> thanks so much to TJ for his time, and we certainly wish him the best of luck in what he has talked about, a, a remade Linebacker room. Should be great competition. All right, let's get into our extra point for this episode, and it's a good one. Wide receiver Devin Allen, in case you missed this, won the 110-meter hurdles at the USATF NYC Grand Prix last week on Sunday. He finished with a time of 12.84 seconds in the 110-meter hurdles, the third fastest time in history. Just four seconds, uh, four hundredths of a second off the world record set in 2012. So Devin Allen, who has been in South Philly, has been training as a football player, still goes out and runs a 12.84. He upset Grant Holloway, the silver medalist, in the Tokyo Games in the 110-meter hurdles. Holloway finished second to Allen at a time of 13.06. Holloway holds the second fastest time ever at 12.81. So crazy, right? Allen, we recall, signed with the Eagles. Uh, he had actually last year finished fourth and uh, in the 110-meter in the hurdles in the, in the Tokyo Olympics. And then in 2016 was fifth in the 110-meter hurdles in that Olympics. So he's fast. Now... He signed a three-year contract with the Eagles in April. He hasn't played football since his days at the University of Oregon, 2016. And when the Eagles saw him at the pro day at Oregon in April, he ran a 4.35 unofficially in the 40-yard dash. So the Eagles said, let's give him a shot. And they are doing so. Now, Allen does still plan, at least he told reporters at the Oregon pro day, to compete at the USA Track and Field Outdoor Championships, which are held later in July, and the World Athletics Championships in July. And then he will turn his attention to football, and we'll see if he can make the Eagles roster at a suddenly loaded wide receiver position. Can't you just see a preseason scenario where he catches a kickoff and the field opens up and you just see him blitzing by everybody? That would be a sight to behold. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. We thank you for joining us on this Eagles Insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. 
Thanks to Ray Doyle for his work. Thanks to the Eagles Media Relations Department for helping get these interviews scheduled. Peter Kelly, of course, the maestro in the editing room for turning this all out, making it sound so great. Thanks to all of you, of course, for listening in each and every episode. We invite those reviews. We love the five stars. We can include a link at the in the uh, details section of your podcast library. Dave Spadaro here. Thanks, everyone. Have yourselves a wonderful day, a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly. And go, birds! E-A-T-L-E-S!